Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. I'm Susan, and I'm talking for 12 with Olwen as part of the When Life is Hard But God is Faithful series. Welcome to the podcast, Olwen. Thank you. Let's begin by hearing some of your early life story. Okay, well, backing up nearly 60 years, I had a loving mum. Dad was a distant person and I had a little brother and I who were loyal to each other. At home, I don't remember God getting much mention, but Sunday school was a nice place to send your kids in those days. So mum sent us and sometimes went to church herself. Hmm. And what was school like for you? I wanted to be liked and not be a loner and wanted to belong and self-conscious. The best way to belong was to be pretty and hit the softball, don't run away from it. (laughs) So not great on either count, but in high school, I found friends among the bookish bunch of girls. I wandered into a Christian lunchtime group with some other bookish people. I wasn't really interested in God, but... I was interested in having a nice life and having friends. To this point, I'd kept a low profile during adolescence and just kind of blundered on in life. Thinking back now, I know, I had a false framework for understanding life. It was built up with school experience and experience with other people I'd had. And my understanding was that our Indigenous Australians had their stories. Like we had odd bits of the curriculum that we touched on And I thought that this Bible stuff was just another mythology that my subculture had. But the time came when I started getting nervous that it might be true. And that'd be an awful thing because I'd have to do something about it. I'd have to commit to something or forfeit something. Hmm. So a bit of understanding, if you like, just creeping in a bit. But I understand there was some hardship in your family when you were young. Yes, yes. I was a teenager. Dad died leaving mum with us two kids. After funeral and such, she had $15 in the bank. That was all. I started to sneak out of bed at night into mum's room to make sure she was still breathing. And then I'd go back to bed to make deals with God, if he was even there, that I'd be good if he just wouldn't let mum die because I'd be alone in the world. Wow, that sounds like a really frightening time for you. Yes, But after Dad died, things normalised somewhat. Mum had had sort of a tentative church association and the church ladies loved and helped Mum. So when they invited her to go to a Christian women's convention weekend, she reluctantly agreed to go, although I recall her saying that she thought it would be a terrible noise. She thought it would be like an aviary full of birds with all those women talking. (laughs) So off she went and... She came back changed. Something had happened. She'd thrown herself in all her neediness. Going to choke up now. Yeah, you're doing great. Mum came back and what she'd done, she'd just thrown herself in all her neediness with all the complications of life on God's mercy and with an understanding that he was her heavenly father. That was news to her. She was now trusting in Jesus. Life didn't change. It didn't suddenly get easy. But mum, who'd lost her own mum when she was young, and she'd been raised by her grandma, and she'd been disappointed in her marriage, and she'd been widowed, 
and financially challenged as the upshot of that. Was a single mother now to myself and my brother. She had a security base now, an enduring security base in God, and food for her soul. And as she grew, she got to know more of the Lord who loved her. Wow, that's a huge shift. And how did you respond to all of that? Well, I thought it was a pain. I was 15 and I had no clue. And I thought it was so boring. And I can remember saying, aren't we ever going to talk about anything except Jesus in this house ever again? I think she responded graciously, don't remember. Around then, because we'd had sort of a Sunday school churchy connection with mum going, the girls my age, getting on to 16, who had emerged out of the top end of the Sunday school system, were being recycled to teach the kindies. I knew that this would be a lie for me. I knew that I was estranged from God because he was a stranger to me. I had no knowledge of how to make that different And I talked to him one night and I said, I know I'm not right with you and I don't know how you do that, but will you make me right with you? And uh, that was all for then. So just like your mum had had a turning point, that was a turning point for you? Yes, it was. Church attendance happened. I went to church. I didn't know where to start with my Bible, but in church the hymns with the gospel in them well, I pulling up a blind and letting the light in. So what was happening was God, the Holy Spirit, was opening up the truth that he and Jesus reconciles us to himself. I knew I wasn't right with him. I had to repent. Sorrow for ignoring him and for my carrying on life without him. And there was real joy that came with forgiveness and our relationship with God. Mm. The Bible became a treasure and a comfort and solid ground I hadn't had before. I had good Christian teaching and grounding at things like Katoomba Christian Convention as the years went on. So it sounds like you were really honest with God and with yourself, and then God really turned your life around, just like your mum. Yes, and the nice life aspiration morphed into trying to be a light in my workplace And I'd recently thought that it was a nice life I thought I'd like. A nice life would be good. And later years, when the nice life was evidently not going to happen, you'd think, can I just please not have a terrible life? And so (laughs) things go down the scale. At that time, I wanted to make a really happy Christian home with a Christian husband someday. Mm. So someday was a long time coming, single for a long time. And I was into my mid-30s when I did marry and I had the huge blessing of two lovely children. But it wasn't long, for reasons I won't go into here, that my marriage and our family life began to be really confusing and fraught and up and down and just increasing struggle and about 20 years of trauma. Despite periods that looked hopeful, which is why it stretched over 20 years, when I thought that things would get better, even with the care of friends and recourse to many qualified professionals for help, finally it came to divorce. Mm, So that sounds like a really long, hard struggle and then finally a really hard decision. Yes, it almost wasn't a decision. There was just nothing left to Mm. be done. All avenues had been fully investigated. In retrospect, it's a heavy lump in my heart that I didn't get the children out of the situation sooner. And it's been at great cost to them. 
better information about the specific problems we were facing would have been a good thing, going back a lot of years now. So the sort of information that could have been helpful didn't drift past me. So there's lots of regrets and lots of hard decisions to make. It sounds like a really hard time. What helped you get through that? What I did have at the time was life in Christ, so a solid basis in him. I'm fundamentally intact because I was sustained by the person of Jesus who can absolutely be believed when he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. In and out of seasonal happiness or shocks and disappointments that we all go through in this fallen world, that I have steadiness and joy in him. So God was really faithful to you and kept you okay in the middle of all these challenges? Yes, he did. There were many things not in my control, almost Mm. nothing in my control. But he had me. Yes, he was totally faithful. Mm. And I imagine that then with the end of your marriage, there were more challenges to come? Yes. Oh, that was like a brand new life. Yeah. Parenting and trying to help the kids with the just massive emotional toll on them, that was the biggest thing and is an ongoing thing by far and the stuff of my prayers constantly still. So through all this, were you still going to church? Yes, with difficulty. I wanted to withdraw and I did for a time because I couldn't be there without bursting into tears. But as I think now, many people come to church alone for a lot of different reasons when it might not be easy to do so. Maybe they're really shy, maybe they're single, maybe they're feeling like the odd one out or being the sole believer in their family and still churching on or Mm. having been divorced. So I'm not alone in that feeling alone. But certainly divorce messed with my confidence, already messed with, and even my feelings about my identity for a while. I was somebody's wife and mother. Well, now I was mum, but that was it. But you said earlier that you managed to stay intact. So what was it about your faith that helped you to stay intact? The truth is, married or single, your identity has got to be rooted in the God who made you. And at the core, my identity was and is safe in Jesus. And the relief is... That Jesus said he'd make his home with believers by his Holy Spirit. So I don't swim around in my feelings trying to resolve who I am, but rest upon what I can trust, which is what God says, that I'm his child in this big wide world and the next. Mm. So life didn't turn out as you expected it. And being a Christian just didn't make everything magically easy. But it held you firm and it gave you this song-strollered identity in Jesus. So as you look back, what have you learnt in all that? I've learnt that he's the one who keeps me. I know that he hears me. Answers might feel slow in coming or not what you would like to construct for yourself. But he hears us and I've got reason to trust him. And I am assured by scripture, his word, that I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So there's a solid place where my soul is and it's in him. So I really hope that anyone listening will look to the right one, to Jesus, 
for real eternal security, you can be forgiven and adopted and whatever you do, don't wander off anywhere else, even when life is hard, but stick with him. Mm. So your learning is you stick with Jesus and he takes good care of you even when life is really hard around you. Yes, through a hard life now, but it keeps you intact in, in your soul. Right. It means you come through intact. Well, thank you, Owen, for sharing your story. You've clearly persevered through a whole lot of disappointments and difficulties, and you've had great courage. I'm really encouraged by all that God has done for you and for the way that holding on to your faith has also meant your faith in him has grown as well. Next time, I'll be talking for 12 with Naomi, who has a different story to tell of God's faithfulness when life is hard for her. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.